Hello, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I'm your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we're learning to overcome adversity, to pick that first fiction, and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Today, guys, you get just me today. How exciting is that? We are going to talk about a very important topic, especially as we approach September. I know a lot of schools are getting started up again. Colleges, I believe, start next week. Then you get into high school and all that stuff. So the kids are going back and you're like, okay, life's becoming a shambles. I need to figure out what's going on again. And I'm going to put fitness on a hold. That's what I hear from a lot of my clients and a lot of people in the area. They want to wait until the kids get situated. They want to wait till they reestablish their routines and then they'll figure out where to put fitness. This is a great starting point because it really shows how we don't prioritize our health. How we're always putting everything else first. We're always making sure that the kitchen's clean, floor swept before we say, okay, now I can take care of myself. When realistically, when we look at the airplane effect, as we've talked about before, if the plane's going down and you need oxygen, you need to put your own mask on before you can go put the person next to you and help them out. Take yourself first, prioritize your own health, because then everything after that just becomes easier. So it's a lot easier for me to take care of somebody and do things for them if I feel more energetic, if, if I feel ready to go, if I can do certain things. It helps with work and, and just day-to-day -day stuff. Helps so I don't burn out by the time the kids get home and I'm exhausted from working all day and I got to cook dinner, blah, 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 blah. If I had that fitness routine, it's a lot easier for me to say, okay, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. I feel ready to go for the day. So how do we do it? That's, that's the biggest question. How do I sit here and tell you guys and help you guys out, same the way I help my clients out, how do we get you ready to go for the new school year. Well, step one, starting now, you should have a good fitness routine. You've been listening to the show. You really are taking fitness to the next level. You're working with a trainer. You're going on your own. Whatever the case may be, you have something going on now. And if you don't do what we always say, start now. Don't wait till Monday. Don't wait till Tuesday. Don't wait till Friday at 4.55 p.m. when the sun's at the perfect angle and then say, okay, now I'm going to run. No, start now. Take now into consideration and do it on the spot. So once we get that going, then it comes, okay, I know the kids are going to school. I know the weather's starting to get cooler. I know a lot of things are going to start coming up. So how do I figure out time for me? I always take a start in the morning. Why? Well, working out in the morning is awesome. <laughs> it has some benefits to it. And the biggest benefit of it is it keeps fitness that priority. When you wake up and go to work and start getting on with your day, what happens is this comes up, that comes up. The kids get, I got a call from school. And then before you know it, you didn't get a chance to work out and it's 5 p.m. and you're exhausted. And the last thing you want to do is get on the floor and do a push-up. So I would start in the a.m. Now look at your morning routine. What am I doing 
between the moment I wake up and the moment I got to go to work or got to bring the kids on the bus. What What's going on in that time period? Where can I find time for myself? Another, another issue is people always say, oh, I don't have enough time to go to the gym. I don't have enough time to drive there, work out for an hour, drive home, shower, get ready, go. Fine. What we can do and what you do have time for, maybe go for a, a morning walk. Maybe just do a little routine at your house by your bed. Take it into a 15, 20-minute interval and do this after you've eaten breakfast and after, let's say, you had your morning coffee. I'm not working out on my morning coffee. Totally true. All right, so if I need 20 minutes, where do I find 20 minutes? Well, 20 minutes is everywhere. We really we spend so much time on our phones, uh, watching TV at night, all that kind of stuff, which isn't as important as fitness is. So we can always find 20 minutes and do the work back method. So I know if I'm waking up at six o'clock in the morning, I got to get to work by seven. Kids got to be in the bus at 645. So I got to be out of my house the second I get the kids on the bus. You're thinking in your head morning shot. You go tonight, kids come home. You get home from work. You're cooking them dinner. You're getting them ready for bed. You put them to bed. Stop. This is your time right here. I know a lot of people when they get to this point of day, use it as a wind down time. The time may take an hour, sometimes two hours of doing something that isn't going to be the most beneficial for the health. It's still great to take time for yourself. Don't get me wrong. But you could shave off 20 minutes of that. So what do I mean? Okay. So you have, let's say, an hour where you have your wind down time, let's say between eight and nine o'clock. The last thing you're going to do at that time of night is work out. Fine. But what if, hear me out, instead of taking between eight and nine off to myself, I did between eight and 8.40. Then I went to bed. I got to bed by nine o'clock. Now I woke up 20 minutes earlier. So now I have 20 extra minutes in the morning. I'm still doing the same amount of sleep all I did was shave off 20 minutes at the end of my day, which I normally am not doing something beneficial. And I'm using that time to really prioritize myself. Now I got 20 minutes in the AM. This is perfect amount of time to do something active, something healthy. And there you go. Voila. I now have 20 minutes established from a work backwards method for my morning routine to really get myself going and ready for the day. Plus, they'll be way more awake, so what's better than that? Because <laughs> I know at work, a lot of people are like, ooh, half awake, falling in and out. So that's the first thing. Now we look at, all right, I got a morning routine, Anthony. Uh, let's say I'm going doing it two or three times a week. Still not seeing results. Why? Well, in the summer, in general, we are way more active. What do you mean? I'm still going out drinking, blah, 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 blah. Well, because now you're walking places. You're, you're not realizing it, but all your activities doing outdoors are keeping you more active because you're getting more steps throughout the day. This is where I always have my clients invest in a pedometer. Pedometer, whether it's a $5 one you bought from Amazon or Walmart or a fancy Apple Watch or whatever, some kind of step tracker. All of our phones do it now, and you really don't have to go all out 
but use this method. What I want you guys to realize is how little you're actually walking come fall, winter, and early spring. The average step count should be anywhere between 12 and 13,000 steps per day. The average person gets anywhere between two to 3,000 steps per day. We have a 10,000 step loss per day. 10,000, over 10 days, that's 100,000 less steps you took that you, you were supposed to in just 10 days. This is why you're two, three times a week, 20, 30 minutes in the gym isn't doing anything because all you're trying to do is catch up to that 10,000 step loss you just did because you didn't get up and move around. So how do I get that in? How do I get my step count up? How do I really figure it all out? And step one is always going to be start tracking. Don't change anything. Just visualize and remember what you're doing. So I'm going to track my first two days. Step one, the day one, I'm going to do exactly what I do every single day. Get up, walk around, move around, blah, blah, blah. End of the day, look at my step count. Okay, I have 3,000 steps. When did I move? When did I walk? What a little, when did I create movement in my routine and realize what could I do extra? Now I can add some steps in. All right, let's say I get home from work, kids get off the bus, I got 10 minutes. You know what? 10 minutes, great family bonding time, guys. Let's all go for a walk together. 10 minutes, get a thousand steps in. It's great, great for the whole family. It keeps everyone off their electronics anyway. It keeps everybody moving, happy, great family bonding time. I just added an extra thousand steps per day right there and got some great quality family time in. That's the first thing. The second thing, you'll realize that we as humans are inherently lazy. What do I mean? I can't tell you how many times I go and say to Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, and you all know what I'm talking about, and people are talking about how they're running late. But I have this, this is without flaw. I park my car, I get into wherever the place is, I order my coffee, I get my coffee, I then leave, and I have left got my coffee and left quicker than watching the cars on the drive-thru. So it's now quicker and it's not the time then, it's actually quicker to go inside now because no one does it, to get out, go in, get what I want and leave. As opposed to the majority of everybody else who's sitting in drive-thru looking at their phones trying to kill time as they get their morning coffee. This is just time saving plus what you just did is you got an extra 100 steps. 100 steps times 10 days. There's a 1,000 steps you just got added in over 10 days by walking to get your coffee instead of sitting in a drive-thru. This is how you get those extra things in your day-to-day -day activity. It's all about these little victories that you get every single day that compound to become something bigger. Think about that word. It's a compounding effect. Do 100 plus 100 plus 100 plus 100, and eventually it starts going all the way up. You get 50, uh, my bad, 365 days in a year. 365 days in a year, you just did 
100 extra steps. 36,000 steps. That's three days worth of walking. You just did extra. Plus, you just saved. We talked about saving time for your morning fitness routine, right? You just chopped off five minutes. That's now your time that you could do extra at home in the morning by walking in, getting your coffee, and leaving. And this sounds so easy to do, but just so many people don't do it. We all complain that there's not enough time in the day. We all have the same amount of 24 hours. The only difference is those who are prioritizing their health, prioritizing their fitness, are realizing what they're wasting their time on, taking that time available to them, and putting that into their own health or putting that into their business. Whatever they're doing, they're understanding they all waste time. I do it too, guys. I waste so much time. What I started doing on my phone is I actually added a time tracker on it. So every week I get a report that shows me used your phone two hours more this week, used your phone one hour less this week, whatever it is. It shows me how often I'm on my phone. And that makes me realize how much time I'm wasting on it. It's unbelievable. We get lost in YouTube videos, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, TikTok. We're watching all these videos and scrolling aimlessly through and then complaining we don't have enough time in our day. And now we're not prioritizing our health and saying, why am, why am I the way that I am? Why can't I achieve this? Why can't I do this? Because you just wasted three, four, five hours a week. Some people do it a day on your phone. Think about that. You do 10 hours a week on your phone, which only works out to be like 1.3 hours a day. That's 520 hours a year you just wasted on your phone. 520 hours a year you just wasted on your phone. That's a lot of time. Now you realize that it's not the fact that your time was wasted, but instead you just lost all that health. This, this is where you gained all your calories. Right here on your phone. And this is how it all links back. Everything you do in life is connected. Remember that everything you do in life is connected. It's all related. What else? Now, what else can I do to help set habits and prioritize my health and fitness? I'm realizing, Anthony, you're saying, wow, I do have so much more time in the day and I'm unnecessarily stressing out. We all, we've talked about stress before. Stress is releasing cortisol, which is not going to help you lose, but it's actually going to make you gain weight and you're going to feel run down and burnt out by the end of the day. So that's a great reliever right there of time. Now your time management skills are better. All right. The coffee thing's awesome. What other tips do you have? I love my radius rule. And I think I've talked about this once before, but it was many episodes ago. So I'm going to bring it up again, especially as we still have some warm months left. And depending where you live, I know you guys, like even in Florida, they can walk around December, January. They're warm right now. What is the radius rule? My radius rule is something I created to myself to help prioritize my step count. We talked about how we're not getting enough steps in our day. Some people, onto the drastic difference of 10,000 per day. 
The radius rule means I'm going to set myself up a radius, whether it's 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3 miles. And if my next destination is within that radius, I have to walk. Have to walk. I'm not driving. Obviously, if it's a major highway, it's something that you shouldn't be doing because you might end up dying, please don't do it. There's always exceptions, like in crazy storms. But... Given the ideal circumstances, it's a beautiful day outside. Some, if I have to walk to the next the next shopping center because it's within point one, I'm walking. I don't care how many groceries I'm getting. That's going to add those extra steps in my day, and that's how I'm really going to make sure I prioritize my health again, and I'm doing the extra things to get my health. And that's why I feel so much better, and I look so much better if you want to talk about the vein aspect of it. Because I'm just doing these little extra things. It's just little tiny victories. All right, I have my radius rule. So start off small. Start off 0 0.05 miles. If I'm within 0 0.05 miles, I have to walk, period. Get comfortable with it. Do it for a couple of weeks. Then change it. All right, let's up at the point 0.1. Let's up at the point 0.2. And as you build that up, you're going to start realizing you're walking more and more and more and more. Then go back to your step tracker on your pedometer. Wow, my God, I'm working an extra... Five to 6,000 steps extra a day just by doing these little tiny things I didn't think were possible. So that's another one is your radius rule. So remember, if it's within a certain amount of distance, walk. Another awesome tip. Parking to go to restaurants slash grocery stores slash events. Anything you need to drive to and you get to walk into something. I have seen cars fight for the first spot and wait and wait and wait. And it takes them longer to watch another car pull out or to loop around to pull into a spot by the time it takes me to park on the other end of the parking lot and walk in. And I'm just watching these people like, you know, there's like 25 spots over there, right? And I got here after you. I parked. I walked. And I'm going inside. And you're still waiting for that closer spot to save time. This sounds like the drive through thing all over again. Who cares about the closest spot? She'll be fighting for the further spots. Do those extra steps. Add them in. Even an extra 10 steps. An extra 10 steps a day is an extra 3,600 steps a year. That's huge. So park further away. Get those extra steps in. And don't forget, even if it's like 20, 10 steps different, it's 10 there, 10 back, so that's 20. So now it's uh, 7,200 steps extra a year. Little, little, little things. The littlest, tiniest things keep us healthier. Just tiny, tiny things. Park further away. Stop fighting for the closer spots. Let those who are handicapped, let those who are elderly and need it take those closer spots because to them, it's just way nicer. It helps them out a lot more. And if you are not in that situation where you don't need a handicapped spot, consider the first four rows handicapped. I don't care. So just say in your head, the first four rows are handicapped. I'm going to park the box, save it back, save it for someone who needs it. Take the further spots. Walk to your destination, and there you have it. You just got little tiny habits 
big compounding to bigger things. What else? Oh, there's so much more. <laughs> a lot of people talk and you see a lot of things, whether it's significant others, whether it's family and, and that kind of stuff, they really talk about how they don't have time with each other. And we've talked about a couple of things. I don't consider time sitting with each other on your phone going like this. Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Do active things with your family, with your spouse. It's beneficial for everybody. And whether it's going for a walk around the block, going to an ice skating rink, going to roller hockey, do something. Family, friends, join a recreational league. Those are awesome. Those make sure you get there, right? And now, uh, like, I'm doing volleyball this summer. I'm going to volleyball every Friday. And I'm saying in my head, I want to be better at volleyball. I'm doing really poorly for my team. So maybe I should work on things to help my volleyball skills out so I could play better for everybody else. Wait. Repeat that again? So you're going to play sport, right? You're going to burn off all those extra calories right there in that sport. And now I have motivation. You heard that? The motivation to do something extra where it's outside of just doing it to be healthy. We all need a goal. We all need something that drives us. That would drive me. Oh, my gosh. I need to play better. I need to make sure I'm doing something. That's why athletes devote hours a day to like perfecting their crafts, whatever the sport may be. But obviously, we're not athletes, but we just want to do something extra and play a little better. I got a lot of golfers that just want to hit better. It's a fun sport for them, but they want to play better so they can play more with their teammates and their comrades and not look like a buffoon who's hitting the ball the opposite direction like I do. So it's constant practice. It gets them out, gets them moving. It motivates you to do something. So do fitness or do habits that help you with that person or that sport. Now you're moving on. Now you're getting that extra activity and that's really going to compound over time. And don't just stop a sport because it's coming out of season. Try to continue things, especially if you live in the North. Try winter sport. Try getting out. Try thinking of something that's going to help you out. I personally, full disclosure, hate the cold. And my wife makes fun of me all the time. I hate temperatures below like 60 degrees and I live in New York. But I take the winter as in I want to see how freaking heavy I can lift. And I make it a own game in my head. <laughs> so I know I'm not getting outside as much, but I, that means I'm going to spend more time in the gym. And I'm going to really make sure that I can hit new PRs, whether it comes to benching, squatting, deadlifting. And that's when I focus on that aspect of my health, as opposed to running around being active outside in the summer months. So there's always little things you can do to help out. I'm going to move into one other topic, which isn't fitness related, but it is health related. And it does help with, I think it's the most under talked about thing. And, but it's the mo thing I hear most from other people. So let's, let's address this one final issue. I didn't go to break today because I just really wanted to stress these points. And guys, I really want you to share this episode out with other people, family, friends, because it's really teaches you basic things you can do condensed into, we're staying under a half an hour to really help out 
and prioritize your health and fitness. All right, let's move to the final topic. The final topic is going to be, I did it for blank. What do you mean by that? I hear all the time, and I'm just going to start with the parental aspect of it. Parents went to McDonald's because their kids wanted it. I got fries because my kids wanted it. I did this. I got us extra large ice creams because my kids wanted it. Kids, kids want things because they're kids. They want those sugary foods. They don't understand the implications of what they're eating. They want it because they're kids, of course. Everything my told me my parents not to eat, I always wanted more. <laughs> Nature of being a kid. But why would we constantly give in and go get it? And we just it's not that our kids want it, it's that we secretly want it, but we don't want to take the blame for it. So we throw it on our kids. I don't want to take the blame that I want to eat bad. I'm going to throw it on my kids. It's so much easier as a cop out. People go, oh yeah, I get it. And instead of saying, I want to eat bad for myself, then people kind of look at me funny, like you're an adult, why are you doing that? So first off, let's just cut the nonsense. I'm really kind of nonsense kind of guy right here. We're going to chop it off. You do it for yourself. And on the flip side of it, I understand going out to McDonald's, Wendy's, ice cream once in a while, and it's perfectly okay. But what we could do with it instead, if we want to do it for our kids, quotation marks, we can do it as a reward for doing something else. Now we're going to teach our kids the policy of rewarding them for being active, for being healthy. So let's give an example. Let's say we take what we talked about with the 10-minute family walks. Force bonding time with your kids. Yes. All right. I'm going to tell my kids if we go on a walk every day this week, we'll go get whatever blank those kids want, whether it's ice cream, whatever they want, they get to pick as a reward for them and to treat themselves, to show them that you don't want to be super stingy, but you want to enjoy life but you don't want to overindulge, which is the issue we're having. We're going to reward them with this activity. So as a parent, I'm thinking about this logically. A 10 minutes times seven is an hour and 10 minutes a week extra we're putting in. So that's basically two exercise sessions squeezed in without the kid realizing it and rewarding them with whatever treat. So it's not going to have that detrimental effect as it would if we didn't do those walks, if we just did it often. And then we're going to teach our kids bad habits. So when they become our age, it's way harder for them to lose weight. It's way harder for them to understand how to take care of themselves. And they got to go through the same struggles we did growing up, trying to realize what's good for us, what's bad for us, what we're doing before it's too late. Habits start at a young age. So it's a lot easier to teach a kid healthy habits than it is to teach an adult. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I don't believe that completely, but it's a fun saying. Just necessarily pointing out we're going to reward whoever it may be with this aspect. Do this, we'll get this. Take things and start using them as treat meals and put a positive connotation because of rewarding for something, but they're doing something healthy. There's no reason any human being, adult, child, whatever whatever your age may be, needs to get a medium Coke with a small fry and a Big Mac three days a week. There's no reason for it. 
that meal alone, and if you want to talk about the financial aspect, it's going to cost you about 15 bucks. When you could have gone to the grocery store, you could have got chicken, could have made some rice, you could have done that with water, which is now free, and got a meal per person for about $2, which saved you about 13 bucks right there per person. And now you just save money. You're teaching your kids how to cook, make a game out of cooking. Has anyone ever tried that? Bring the kids' family to the kitchen. Kids, let's figure out how to make something healthy. Or when they get older, hey, why don't you guys find something healthy that you want us to make as a family? And let's all make it together. Family bonding time 101 right there. Wow, I just blew my own mind on that. Then we're going to go forward and the kids are going to start knowing how to cook. They're going to start knowing how to create these positive habits, eating better. They're not going to be doing themselves a disservice by being affecting this childhood obesity issue we've been having in our, our country. We did an episode on that. We have tens of thousands of views on that episode. That just shows how much of an issue childhood obesity is. Why, why do kids need an extra large Coca-Cola? Why? If they want the Coca-Cola, great. Reward them for it. Do activities and reward them with that Coca-Cola, but maybe not an extra large. Why don't start small? They still get that savory sense and they still get that fulfillment. They're very happy. They're not saying no. We're just saying do something to earn something. And that's the way life works anyway. I just I don't deserve just to get paid. There's no reason I, I just need to get paid for living. I need to get paid for producing. I need to get paid for working. I work so I can then reward myself with whatever I want. I work so I can reward myself with a new car, with buying a house, with whatever the case may be, even just feeding yourself. I have to work in order to afford this and reward myself for all the hard work I put into my job to get X. And we're all comfortable with this scenario, but what we're not comfortable with, I need to reward my body. I need to reward my health with, I can reward it with that ice cream, but only if I put in the work to get there. And this is a great place to end this, guys, because I just is just a such a home run way to really prioritize your health and, and your fitness. It's about setting those daily habits. And I just set a habit. Where, where I need 20 minutes in the morning. I don't have 20 minutes in the morning, Anthony. Work backwards method. You have 20 minutes at night. Go to bed 20 minutes earlier. There's your 20 minutes in the morning. All right, great. I can't get enough steps in the day, Anthony. Okay, well, you're sitting on drive-thru to get your coffee. Why not instead you walk in, you walk out, which you just save five, 10 minutes, and you got your steps in for the day. Awesome. I, I don't, uh, we don't spend enough family time. So it's all about spending family. Great, family time should be going for a walk. I agree, spend time with your family. Walking with no phones. There's another fun one. Tell everyone to leave their phones at home. Forced bonding time. And I, I'm gonna just give credit to my parents. One of the best things they ever did was force us every night for dinner. I hated it growing up. I absolutely hated it. But every night for dinner, no one could eat. So everyone was at the table. Period. There was no phones. There was no TV. Everyone sat together and couldn't get up until dinner was over. It was miserable when you're a teenager. 
Because the last thing you want to do is spend time sitting there like, how did you do I don't care, Dad. But as I got older, I learned to appreciate the quality time I got to spend with my family growing up. And if my parents are listening, just thank you for forcing us to do that because it really went a long way. So forced quality bonding time of going for those 10-minute walks or 10-minute bike rides is really going to help. Keep your electronics at home. Other little victories, the radius rule. Don't forget, set yourself a radius, 0.1 miles. If it's within 0.1 miles, as long as it's safe, I have to walk. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, where I'm going. Another great thing, park in the back. Don't park up front. Don't wait for the front spots. You'll get in quicker if you park in the back anyway because you're not sitting there like a buffoon waiting for a car to pull out, circling the lot. Trust me, save it for people who really need it, and you probably don't need it. So park in the way back and give it to those that definitely need to be closer for any health issues they have. Another great way is don't do X because my kids, my spouse, whatever wants it. Do it as a reward system. Set yourself a reward. If we do X, we'll go get Y. If we do our 10-minute walk every day, every Sunday, We'll go get ice cream at Carvel and get the guys whatever you want. Little things. Cut down on size quantities of eating unhealthy. Instead of an extra large soda or large, cut to a small. Instead of orange juice, do a half a glass of orange juice and half glass of water. Mix it up. Cut the sugar out. Little victories, guys. And that's where we're going to leave it. So this is how to set habits and prioritize your fit your fitness. And thank you guys, as always, for joining us on this week's episode of Health and Fitness Redefined. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, fitness is medicine. Until next.